It's time for Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Brought to you by Vermal Shoe Store, Randall, Newman Construction, Thielen Meats, and Little Falls, SCR Northern, the guys who answer the phone, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, your Ice Castle dealer in Pine River, Tracker Boating Center of Brainerd, Oars and Mine and Crosby, Pine River State Bank, Bimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Jack Pine Brewery, the official beer of Brainerd Outdoors, Freedom Firearms, The Power Line, Chef Robert's Fish Breading Mix, S&W Bait and Tackle, Crow Wing Recycling, Napa Auto Parts and Baxter, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, Nielsen Hardware and RV, your Central Minnesota Ice Castle dealer, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Now, here's your host for Brainerd Outdoors, Ryan Moon. And welcome into this week's show, and a busy show at that. We've got all kinds of stuff going on. Matt Brewer will talk muskies up north, also talk about our grouse population, And bear hunting, that's coming up here before you know it. Jason Freed tries to combat the dog days of summer and spotlights Cass Lake. And Ray Gildow has lake reports from Leech, Winnie, and the Brainerd Lakes. All that and more on this week's edition of Brainerd Outdoors. And we'll start things off with our lake and field report brought to you by Orzen Mine and Crosby. No matter if your goal is pike, trout, walleyes, or bass, Orzen Mine gives you 10 different ways to get the bite. The next time you're in the Cuyuna area, Orzen Mine, a must-stop located on Highway 6 in Crosby. And we'll kick the show off with our local report. We bring in uh, Ray Gildow with the Nisswa Guides League, and Ray's pretty much uh, on the spot right now. We catch him on the water. Uh, how are things going, Ray? Well, this, this week has been uh, interesting, hasn't it, Brian? And the weather change uh, feels more like September than it does uh, middle of July or the end of July. But it's been wonderful to be on the water. A lot of clouds, a lot of uh, some wind, but nice, nice temperatures makes it for a really good experience to be out on the lake. Um, uh, I, I did check in this week with, uh, Winnie up at high banks with Kim and Rick and the walleye bite is still really good there. It's people are doing very, very well. Uh, Lindy rigs, uh, spinners moving around 18 to 20 feet has been kind of the ticket there. In fact, the leech bite hasn't been really good in the last uh, week or so. That's been pretty slow. And there's been a fair amount of, uh, Northern fishing has been very good also, but just coming up across the tops of those humps, in uh, there's a lot of humps in Winnie if you're familiar with Winnie at all. And just coming up across the top of those humps, uh, 18 to 20 feet with spinners has been a ticket. People have been doing very, very well there. Uh, jumping over to Leech Lake, same old story. I, I checked in with Shriver Bait. Uh, there's you know a number of guides that go out of Shriver's Bait. And it's a tough time to be a walleye guide on uh, Leech Lake. Not saying that you don't catch any walleyes, but... It's still a really, really tough bite there, and uh, people are just, I think, honestly pretty discouraged that it's so hard to come up with, with walleyes on that lake right now. Not to say that there aren't people that don't go out and get them in the evenings pulling crankbaits, but the, the daytime bite out on the rocks and the reefs, it just has not been very good. <clears throat> and whether or not that's because of, of all the bait fish in the lake that we've talked about before or not, I'm not sure. The good news on leech is... The muskies are really moving. There's been muskies caught all around the lake. Weed edges, rocks, the reefs. Uh, this time of the year, they're in the bulrushes. It's amazing how many times guys will pull 50, 51, 52-inch muskies out of two and three feet of water on those bulrushes. They're in there hunting, and uh, it's it's just been really, really good. So 
the muskie bite's good, the northern pike bite's good, and I think the bass bite's been good on leech, too. The walleye bite, though, has been pretty, pretty tough. Uh, jumping to the Brainerd area, uh, I've been spending a little time in the Brainerd area. Uh, there's been some walleyes being caught up on the whitefish chain. A few have been caught on North Long, and there's been a few being caught on Gall Lake, but not consistent where you can go out and you know catch them every day. But people are using jigs and minnows and lindy rigs and crawlers, picking up some walleyes. The bass bite's been phenomenal, I think, just about on all of our lakes. Water temperature this week is uh, surface temperature is about 75 degrees. Uh, it's just very nice, very comfortable, not too hot. You know, when we get water temperatures that too warm, even on Gall Lake, we've had years where the Cisco's will die off from that. Leech Lake, you'll see die-offs, Malax and also in Winnie. Uh, but it's, that's not been the case. <clears throat> we've just have a, we've had nice hot weather for a while, but not hot enough to make the lakes too warm. So it's been a boy. It's a very productive year for bass. It's just a, and for sunnies, you can just about go in any lake right now in nine or ten feet of water, and you can throw out a jig, a little jig, and and a little piece of plastic or a little uh, piece of crawdad or whatever, a uh, kangle worm or whatever you want to use. You're going to get panfish because there's a really good bite. And there's pretty good bite on the weed edges with crappies, too. Going out in the evenings, a lot of guys have been pulling crappies in 17, 18 feet of water right off the weed edge. So that's been good, too. So overall, pretty darn good fishing, except for a couple lakes. The walleye fishing's been a little tough. But otherwise, it's been a real good week. It's good to hear. It's Ray Gildow with the Nisswa Guides League. You can check him out, com, as well as on all social media and, uh, of course, with the Nisswa Guides League as well. Uh, Ray, I appreciate it. Good stuff, and we'll check okay. in next week. Talk to you next week, Brian. All right, when we come back, Jason Freed is going to drop by with Leisure Outdoor Adventures. We haven't talked to Jason in a while. He is uh, trying to combat the dog days of summer and also spotlighting Cass Lake and how things have changed fishing up there. We'll talk to Jason when we come back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. And back with us, uh, normally he joins us throughout the wintertime with uh, updates on Leech Lake, uh, but he is back to talk. We haven't t- chatted with him in a while, and that is Jason Freed. Jason is with Leisure Outdoor Adventures. And Jason, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Brian. It's been, uh, seems like uh, it wasn't long ago we were wondering if the ice was ever going to come off the lakes, and uh, lo and behold, it's been open water, and it's been a fun summer. It really has been, and that's, the, the to me, it'll be something that'll stick in my mind forever. I mean, we went from, like you said, keeping our fingers crossed that we were going to have something to fish on opener. We ended up, and then all of a sudden, everything just took off, and I mean, it's it's been a summer to remember. It, it is. You know, I... I, I n- never in a million years when I thought we were going to have open water on opener, and then it came, and then by Memorial Day it was water was seventy degrees, and and it, everything just seems to happen so quickly, and uh, which it just goes to prove, you know, you don't need uh, a typical normal spring sometimes, you know, things just happen for a reason. Yeah. So how's fishing been for you? I mean, have you guys had? Uh, I mean, there's a whole fleet of you there with Leisure Outdoor Adventures. You specifically have a pretty good summer so far. Yeah, you know, it was, uh, you know, May, you know, we obviously, our, our footprint is in the Walker Leech Lake area and Cass Lake and Mille Lacs, and we cover a pretty big, um, pretty big area, but, uh, you know, uh, May was, was pretty decent. It was actually kind of slow, uh, slower than normal. Uh, we do a lot of fish on Leech Lake that time of year, shallow water bite and jigs and minnows and 
Um, you know, but I think that kind of crazy warm weather we had in May, I think kind of threw, threw things for a loop and the fish were kind of, I think little, little out of sorts, but then, uh, literally it was kind of like a light switch got flipped and about uh, Memorial day for about a three week stretch there fishing got really, really good on Leech Lake. And, um, it was fun because that that's the time of year where you could still catch them on jigs and minnows, but then you switching over and you start catching them on lindy rigs and crawlers and leeches. And then, you know, the bugs start to hatch and then pretty soon the spinner bites going and it's just, you got all kinds of things going on and uh, can, you can make for a lot of fun. And so June was a good month. We had a really good month on June and uh, we, uh, we were super busy. All of us were pretty much going full tilt from uh, basically the start of school getting out about June 4th and then just going every single day till the 4th of July. And uh, it's, uh, we, we like to call it the guide grind, but uh, you kind of learn to embrace and enjoy it. And it's kind of like Groundhog's Day. You get up, you get your boat ready every day, you get bait, you go to landing, you pick your people up, and you go fishing. And, uh, and that's the fun part about it. And that, the fun part about our is we have a team of guides. You know, we have seven of our guides, and, and uh, we're all working together. You know, Leech Lake, for example, is 100 and, you know, almost 12,000 acres. And so, you know, to have a team of guys to work on breaking down the lake and and you know, kind of staying on top of bites is, is is a lot of fun, and so and uh, it was nice. We all were able to get away a little bit in July here, and um, now we're kind of kicking back hard here again about the middle of July after the fourth, and uh, and kind of getting after it. But that could sometimes be called the dog days of summer, but we don't like to we don't like to let that scare us too much. Yeah, and we're going to get into that here in just a bit, Jason. With you, you're going to actually have some tips on how to combat the dog days and things that you know things start to slow down a little bit before we get into that though you mentioned cast lake matt brewer and i were, have been talking about this for the last year or so and you know matt very well yep that lake has changed quite a bit have you have you noticed is it a lake you've had to relearn based on the fact with the zebra mussels in there have kind of cleared things up a little bit it has you know it's a, a super clear lake and i think as we evolve here the next few years with invasive species and and zebra mussels and and them clarifying the you know making the water more clear it's definitely gonna have to change how you fish and you know when you get out on cast lake uh cast lake is a phenomenal lake and uh lots of really good fish between 14 and 18 inches and some nicer bigger fish here and there and um and it's kind of a forgotten lake you know it's kind of stuck between Red Lake and Leech, and you got Winnie, and you got Malax, and you got all these big lakes, and people kind of forget about Cass Lake. And um, it is a it is a fun, fun lake, and it's one of those lakes, like even this time of year, that really I think shines because it's a lot of steep breaks, and that sh- you know early in the year you get a calm day and it's a super clear water, it can be really tough to fish out there. Um, you got to stay off the fish, and so one thing I've learned about Cass and just fishing some of these lakes that are you know, do have zebra mussels in them is you do have to change the way you approach things and and i kind of look at it twofold you know number one is a lot of the proven spots are always still going to have fish but the one thing i've learned and i've even seen this on leech lake because the leeches are very clear as well is that sometimes you just got to fish and i think you know we all get kind of get caught up in our graphs and our electronics and you know i am always using my lorance and I, I mean it doesn't lie but there's times where when you're driving when you drive over fish and especially in, you know, shallower water. I mean, even 15, 20 feet of water, I've noticed, on cast and on leech and these places. That when you drive over a school of fish, you spook them, the sound of your motor and, and such. And so I've, I've just started learning, and this is something I apply to cast and I apply to leech, is that as I'm driving structure, if I see bait, and then I see, if I just see a, a mark, two marks, not even just, I mean, if I see just a couple marks, 
and I have an idea what depth I'm seeing those in, I stop and I fish it. And, um, because, and what I find is that once I put my electric motor down and I'm going quieter and slower, all of a sudden the fish start showing up on the screen. And, and I think a lot of that has to do when you fish these clear lakes like casts and stuff. You really got to sometimes just trust your gut and know that's a good spot. I know there's fish there. I'm going to drive until I see a, a little bit of life, and then I'm going to stop and I'm going to fish it for a little bit. And then, then the second thing I, I kind of apply to lakes like cast with, you know, how the, with the water clarity is you got to get off the fish sometimes, especially on flatter, calmer days where those fish can be spooky. And so whether that's applying things like uh, power corking or power bobbing with slip bobbers, which is very popular on Mille Lacs, um, casting, um, you know, long lining, um, Lindy rigs. Um, but you have to get the bait out away from the boat. Otherwise, you're, you're going to really do yourself a disservice and, uh, and you're going to really spook fish. And so it's definitely changed the way, uh, you know, how things work. And then you got to also think about feeding windows, too. But otherwise, no, that, that's kind of how I, I look at it and I apply it. And, um, you know, I would definitely urge people to uh, do the same thing. And a lot of those things, as we head now into the dog days of summer, uh, uh, Jason, and as we said, you, you kind of got some ideas on how to combat some of the things that can be troublesome this time of year. Yeah, you know, so, you know, everybody kind of gets scared off by the dog days. They hear the dog days of summer, and, and they think, oh, you know, fishing's tough and this and that. And so, you know, the way I, the way I kind of look at it is you have to, you kind of got to create a reaction bite. And what I mean by a reaction bite is you got to think about trying to provoke the fish into, into biting. And walleyes are predators, and so when I think about that, I oftentimes think about things like jigging wraps, um, shiver minnows, crankbaits, um, you know, casting, um, you know, and just being really kind of super aggressive. And so, what the, you know, this time of year, you got to also pay attention to the feeding windows. And so, like that early morning, evening bites, you know, but what, what do you do during the middle of the day? That's where, that's where I think the reaction bite shines. And so, this time of year, you're going to find me and myself and the other guides we're going to, we're going to be pulling crankbaits, uh, you know, all on, you know, like on Leech Lake on uh, break lines or looking for suspended fish. Uh, same thing. We're going to get the baits out away from the boat. We're going to cover ground. Um, and that's, that's the other point is just by covering ground, you're going to locate more fish. And, and so, you know, whether it's a number five, number seven shad wrap, uh, flicker minnows, flicker shads, um, you know, guys getting out away from the boat, uh, or, you know, when you're working some deeper structure, uh, or, you know, larger flat, flats where you know fish are congregating, that's where jigging wraps and shiver minnows and those reaction-style baits can come into play. And, and it's just all you're doing is creating a reaction bite. Like I said, walleyes are predators. You know, they're like a muskie. They're like a pike. They are predator fish. And by doing this, you're going to create reaction. You're not going to maybe catch 20 fish out of a school, but you're going to catch three, four, five fish, and then you can just continue to move on and keep kind of grinding away at it. And you could take a day that may look like a slow day and you can turn it into a pretty darn good day and um and so that's kind of how i look at that is try to find the, the reaction bite if you can and uh and at the same time if you can cover ground you can come back later especially during that feeding window time and uh and you know there's a school of fish hanging there you can slow it down you can lindy rig you can slip bobber and you can do some of those other things and and you can oftentimes make it a really really good day and then the other thing I was, like we were talking about off air was Sometimes, you know, people, they come to Minnesota and they want a walleye fish and they want to catch walleyes. And, and um, you know, it's the old, sometimes it's putting the old square peg into the round hole mentality. And there's this days this time of year where walleye fishing is just really tough. And people can sometimes gauge their, their vacations and their fishing trips about how many walleyes they catch. And so 
you know, as a guide and as a guide service and, and such, I've, you know, I've really spent a lot of time in the last three weeks branching out, uh, fishing other lakes in the Hackensack, Longville area, um, you know, going to places like Cass Lake and, and just kind of hitting more lakes and that are sometimes hidden gems. And there's some lakes in the Longville Hackensack area where we can catch everything from smallmouth to largemouth to walleyes and pike. And, and it's all kind of in an intermixed and, and it's just a ton of fun for people because the rod's bending and the, and the reels are, you know, and the, the drags are peeling and, and people are happy. And so, and, and when we get done with the trip, uh, I say, was that a lot of fun? And they said that was way more fun than trying to just grind away and catch a handful of keeper walleyes, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, I just encourage people, like if you're staying someplace and you have the ability to move, um, you know, we talked about this, you know, the Minnesota DNR Lake Finder and, or, or just asking, going to the bait shop and saying, hey, what are some other lakes in the area? Um, or calling up a guide, you know, and getting some stuff and just go out and catch. It's, you know, there's nothing better than getting into a school of smallmouth. I mean, those things, they're the pound for pound with the hardest fighting fish there is. And, um, you know, at the same time, also musky fishing's taken off and this, this time of year too. And so uh, if the walleyes aren't going, try something else and, and, and have fun because all of us love catching fish, whether it's a bluegill, whether it's a pike, whether it's a perch, it doesn't matter. When it all comes down to it, we all love to catch fish and we love the tug on the end of the, the line. And, uh, and I just encourage people to get out and just enjoy the fisheries that the state of Minnesota has and the fish that are in, inside of those fisheries. Great stuff from Jason Freed, Leisure Outdoor Adventures. You can check him out at leisureoutdooradventures.com. I appreciate it. Always fun to talk to you, buddy. And uh, we're going to have to get you on here maybe a couple more times before we get you on uh, weekly here in the winter. That'd be good. I, I am not counting the days down to winter. So <laughs> anytime we can talk open water, I'm a happy guy. Yeah, I'm not quite there yet. Not yet. So <laughs> that's Jason Freed. Jason, I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon, bud. Thanks, Brian. All right, when we come back, we'll talk to Matt Brewer of North Country Guide Service in Bemidji. He's got the Up North Report. He'll talk muskies up north along with grouse numbers and also talk a little bit about bear hunting coming up. It's going to be here before you know it. We'll talk to Matt when we come back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. You're listening to the place for everything outdoors in the Brainerd Lakes and beyond. Brainerd Outdoors Radio, just after 7, Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5, right here on B93.3. Now here's your host, Brian Moon. Let's head up north to Bemidji for the Up North Report. As always, Matt Brewer, North Country Guide Service in Bemidji, joins us. And I haven't talked to you, Matt, in a couple of weeks. How have things been? Busy. Um, (laughs) They were really warm. Uh, but now we, we've kind of cooled off on temperature, um, which is nice because I was getting sick of uh, sweating like a like a pig in the boat. But uh, but it's been good. Fishing's been good. Uh, tourism seems good. It's been busy, busy, busy. And it seems like this cool down uh, has helped fishing quite a bit, especially on the walleye front. We actually were doing really well. I mean, it's been a great like three, four week. But when it was really hot is is when we were having our best days. Um, I was doing a lot of evening trips, like four to eight or five to nine, and uh, and the fishing was absolutely insane. And now it's it's still really good. Um, we're still getting limits, but it's it's not quite as hot and heavy as it was. So a little bit different for us, but uh, but we haven't changed tactics either. We're still still pulling crankbaits like we were when it was, you know, heat heat indexes were. We're in the 90s, and water temps were, were mid-80s, so 
things are dropping off a little bit, and and I would imagine uh, we're going to see a transition on the on the walleye frontier very soon because I've watched the numbers dwindle slowly a little bit uh, from day to day on every trip. But you know, went down from like forty four fish to thirty fish to seventeen. We got uh, sixteen the other day, so it's it's slowly going down. But there's still nothing to complain about when you know a group of three keeps sixteen good good eaters so it's it's still good you mentioned during that warm spell that we had matt that things were doing pretty good up there were there any special lakes that were better than others anything that was really hot or were they all pretty much across the board the same i've been stuck on bemidji aside from um the rare rare day that i get to actually fish for myself which i think i've done three or four times this year now (laughs) wow (laughs) um but yeah for for about the last month i've been i've been basically stuck on bemidji um I did do one trip on Big Turtle, or two trips on Big Turtle, just north of town. Um, we get a fair amount of business out of the resorts there, and and had time to slip up there for a couple of different things, and that was kind of fun, chase some crappies and bluegills and, and kind of a mixed bag, but uh, otherwise it's been Bemidji, Bemidji, Bemidji. So sounds like on the walleye front, things are pretty good up there. Let's talk a little bit about muskies, Matt, because, uh, boy, Steve's been pretty happy down on Mille Lacs here for the past couple of weeks. Uh, what about up by you? Things happening? Yeah, everybody everybody seems to be very happy. I actually was able to sneak out uh, this past Monday. Um, I snuck down to Leech and, and went out with Phil Bowerly and, uh, from out, Outright Angling and hung out with Phil for, for a couple hours, and, and it was just one of those days where it looked too good to pass up and spent a couple hours in his boat, and, and we moved four fish, had one pretty hot one, but uh, didn't connect. But I know, uh, I know Toby from Leisure, he connected that same day um, and he wasn't too far from us. So, but prior to the day I went down, I think Phil's boat had put muskies in the boat like six days in a row. And Toby's been catching a bunch, and Hansky from Leisure's been catching a bunch, and it's uh, it's really good. Bemidji's been good. Leech has been really good. Um, I've heard Malax is is doing very well. Guys on in the Metro Lakes are posting muskies like crazy. It's it seems to be one of those years, and it's really strange because some of the people you talk to, they're like, oh, it's been a really tough year, and and most of the people um, that are saying it's tough, I think, are are guys that really depend on trolling, and it sounds like the trolling bite has kind of stunk this year, but uh, but the casting bite is very good. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things with muskies right from the get-go, too, when, when opener happened in early June. Um, Steve was, things were happening right away on Malax. We talked to Brian Koshinina last week down the Metro. Things are doing really well for him. Sounds like up by you as well. So good year for a muskie angler. What do you guys been throwing up there for them? Uh, there's no like distinct pattern from everybody I've talked to the day, the day I was out. I've only, I've only been out twice. I had clients out two weeks ago and, uh, we did put a muskie in the boat. So, um, as a muskie guide right now, I'm running a hundred percent. I don't mean to brag, but <laughs> <laughs> one muskie trip and we, we got super lucky. Uh, we actually, uh, we actually were trolling for walleyes and muskies at the same time, had a big muskie bait out and, and had a muskie hit one of the walleye baits. And, uh, you know, these people, they wanted, it was one of those trips where they're like, oh, it'd be great to get a bunch of walleyes. And, and we've always wanted to catch a muskie and, uh, we did kind of did half and half and the muskie ended up eating a walleye bait and, and, uh, you know, I've said it before, I can catch them 
I can catch them almost at will walleye fishing, but uh, but you send me in a boat and actually target them casting, and it, it turns into a whole different story. But <laughs> but uh, I've been out twice, and and uh, like I said, that one hit a walleye bait, so just small crankbait, uh, Salmo Hornet actually, and luckily stayed hooked somehow, um, and then moved fish on like the the big uh, the big foot long Savage Gear line through trout. Um, but the guys I've been talking to, they're they're talking about getting them on glide baits, or getting them on top water, they're getting them on bucktails. There's no distinct pattern right now, but I assume that'll form once uh, once the water starts to cool off. You know, it'll it'll turn into a hair or a bucktail bite, and uh, and that's what guys will start doing before the trolling starts in in October, November. So, pretty good bass bite up by you. Yeah, with the warm weather, it was it was crazy. Um, just everybody I I know that is bass fishing. You know they were loving the heat and and a couple trips I did out on Big Turtle. That lake is loaded with largemouth and there's some pretty nice ones and uh, occasional smallmouth and you can keep them off crankbaits when we try for some walleyes and and uh, every year when it gets this warm the bass start to really really show themselves no matter what you're fishing for. Luckily, uh, well I shouldn't say luckily but luckily. For me in in Bemidji, I don't have to I don't have to deal with them uh, when I'm walleye fishing. But uh, I, I know a lot of the other lakes, it's it's pretty steady that you're catching them. Especially if you're rigging a leech or something, you're you're probably going to catch some bass. And then the one last thing on the fishing front, Matt. A uh, couple of weeks ago when we talked to you, you said you had a pretty good crappie bite going up there. Is that still going? It kind of died off for me. Um, the last trip I did, actually, we struggled pretty hard. We only only caught a few. We were going after big fish. Um, and we did get a, a few really nice ones, but but they they kind of slid away from the area that uh, that I was getting them in, and uh, and we had to push out deeper, and and they were a lot more scattered. But uh, but I haven't had time to stay on top of them. Um, you know, we we kind of tran- transitioned into hardcore walleyes on Bemidji, and it's really hard to you know to just go out blind and and be able to figure them out every day. Um, or on any given day if you're not out there every day or, or at least a few times a week to check on them. But I know guys are still getting them. Uh, the deep cabbage edges are more right off the right off the cabbage edge on the break. Um, so they're they're still out there. It's just uh, I don't get a chance to go after them. <laughs> so there we go on the fishing front. Uh, one last thing, Matt. Uh, we're, it's not going to be long before we're out in the woods doing some grouse hunting. We talked to Ted Dick from the DNR last week on the show. Uh, numbers, uh, the grouse drumming numbers that they got results, not where it was last year, but I don't know if that's such a bad thing, Matt. <laughs> no, last year was kind of a bust, um, and, you know, we had a, a a lot of people that I've talked to, you know, I talked to a lot of people in the Upland community, and, you know, they're they're like, oh, man, a, you know, a decrease from last year, I don't know how it can get any worse, and I'm like, the decrease is from the projections from last year, so, you know, if uh, if the decrease is based on last year's projections and we're down, you know, uh, we're down X percent. And that doesn't mean that, uh, that it's going to be a bad season. It, it could be, could be way better than last year. Um, you know, last year we just had so many weather events and, um, you know, they, they figured out West Nile is now impacting grouse and, and, uh, everything is kind of changing. Everything's evolving and the, the world of a grouse hunter is now a different, a different place. So, um, but I, I think it'll be decent. I've seen, you know, I've seen a fair amount of birds, like just driving around on my road, and and uh, we've had a few in the yard, and and they're 
they're around. Um, you know, guys out mushroom picking are talking about kicking up birds, so so they're definitely there, and and uh, it, it's just a matter of how much you get in the woods and how deep you're willing to go. Um, just like every other year, the grouse they're they're not going to disappear. They're there. You just got to go find them. Anything to report on the sharp tail end? Uh, numbers look a little bit down. That's always skewed because our east central population is is declining so fast. Um, but the northwest population is is fairly stable, and you know it's it, we're we're constantly going to see uh, a slight decrease in numbers. But from a, a conservationist standpoint, when it comes to sharp tail, I'm I'm happy with where the numbers are at. The, and they still look good in northwest Minnesota and, and northeast Minnesota is not too bad either. So, so things look look good there. It's just that east central population that that really has to be uh, monitored and and uh, we we keep losing birds down there. So that's tough. And one last thing, Matt. How long are we before you start bear baiting? Oh, what are we? Uh, like twenty twenty three days away from it or something like that. But who's counting? <laughs> Twenty. It might even be less than that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of scrambling. My my bait supplier um, told me the other day that they might not carry bait this year, so I might have to make a run down uh, to Lucky Seven down by by Princeton there and pick up a bunch of bait, or or else have a truckload shipped up. But we got we got a really busy year. We got a full slate, and and we got people hunting in three zones this year, so it's going to be going to be very very busy and all hands on deck so um and that's not far away i mean realistically with how fast the summer especially july like i wrote the date yesterday and I'm like wait 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 <laughs> where where did things go um but it won't be long before we're you know we're in the woods and uh just been crazy but uh that's why we love Minnesota, right? Season right. to season. Oh, yeah. It just keeps you busy at all times. You're never bored. It's Matt Brewer, North Country Guide Service in Bemidji. You can check him out, northcountryguides.com. And uh, link up to all his social media, too. Matt uh, is very active on that. I appreciate it, buddy. Good stuff. We'll check in with you next week, okay? Sounds good. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. This time around, our famished fisherman recipe, as always, Chef Joel, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon joins us. Great crappie recipe this week, Joel. We've got crappies and a green peppercorn sauce. So we're going to take up some uh, nice nice crappies. We're going to dice them up into just chunks, you know, skin them off and get nice little chunks out of them. Taste some diced shallots and some butter. Get that going in a pan. You know, throw everything in there, your shallots and your crappie. Grate a little lemon zest over top, squeeze some lemon juice in there, hit it with some white wine, and uh, add the green peppercorns. Let it cook for just a couple of, couple of minutes. You don't want to overcook your fish or none of that, but that's all there is to it. Question for you with the wine. When when you cook with, is it something that if you, if you like to drink it, you like to cook with it? Is yeah. that kind of how you look at things? When you say a white wine, would you go with a Pinot Grigio or maybe a Chardonnay? Uh, generally, I use a Chardonnay. Do you? Um, that's just kind of what we have in the kitchen, I guess, most of the time. But whatever you like to drink, whatever you have is kind of, you know, you don't want to go out and buy something that you're only going to use once. You know, you and I, we I think a couple of weeks ago we had a beer batter recipe on, and you would use Jack Pine uh, beer. And you and I had, had asked you, you know, what kind of beer would not work for something like that. And you said, basically, if you like it, use it. Yeah. And that's what I've heard with cooking with wine, that's too. That's good is, advice. Yeah. So if you like it, use it. There you go. Well, if you want to give this recipe a try and a ton of other ones, simply uh, log on to BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com. Click on the recipes tab. we got this one and a ton of others for you to check out. And Chef Joel, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, as always, Joel, thanks. 
Thank you, Ryan. And that'll do it for this week's show. Don't forget, you can catch Brainerd Outdoors just after 7, Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5. Stream the show live if you're out of town or away from your radio. BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com is where you'll find the stream. Just click on the Listen Live tab. It's also where you can listen to the show on demand. And speaking of which, uh, we're podcastable everywhere. PodcastOne.com, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can catch Brainerd Outdoors. We'd appreciate it if you rate and review. We'll see you next weekend for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors. I'm Brian Moon. Brainerd Outdoors has been brought to you by Vermal Shoe Store, Randall, Newman Construction, Thielen Meats, and Little Falls, SCR Northern, the guys who answer the phone, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, your ice castle dealer in Pine River, Tracker Boating Center of Brainerd, Oars and Mine and Crosby, Pine River State Bank, Bimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Jack Pine Brewery, the official beer of Brainerd Outdoors, Freedom Firearms, The Power Lodge, Chef Roberts Fish Breading Mix, s and W Bait and Tackle, Crow Wing Recycling, Napa Auto Parts in Baxter, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, Nielsen Hardware and RV, your Central Minnesota Ice Castle dealer, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Join Brian Moon just after 7 Saturday mornings, Sunday evening at 7, and Monday mornings at 5 for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors right here on B93.3.